Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, a podcast of silly nonsense and geeky seriousness. Hello, my name is Albert. Uh, we are still technically on vacation, although I'm recording this right now. Uh, Ruthie is actually out of the country at the moment, and Jamming is enjoying his time off from the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, here I am. I promised you guys I'm going to have at least one episode this week, and here it is. This is the one episode. I'm recording this on November 11, 2020. Uh, dead smack in the middle of the big launches for the Xbox Series X and S and the PlayStation 5. So at, at this time of recording, uh, Xbox has released a console ready and PlayStation 5 will be out in here in the US in a couple hours. Maybe you guys will be listening to this when you're coming home from picking up the PS5 on a midnight lunch or something. Who knows? But anyways, uh, I did want to focus on on this topic, which neither Jamming or Ruti are really interested in. So here I am. So it's just me, guys. Hope you don't mind. Uh, I get to ramble, I guess. Now, just 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 quick quick news stuff regarding the Xbox release. Uh, Xbox did had some issues, you know. Besides the fact that they didn't have any huge exclusive games to release as for console, I mean, Falconer and uh, Gears of War Tactics are are technically exclu- uh, new and exclusive to consoles, but they're out on PC, so. But then that's always been an Xbox thing now, right? Like they have, they're now not just Xbox consoles; it's they're also PC. But as far as the release is concerned, there has been some issues. Xbox Live did crash, and people couldn't like log into their new console because you need to log into your new console to get it going. You can only pair it up to a Bluetooth uh, to a con- to the controller if you don't if you can't get on Xbox Live. So that was an issue for a while. They it had disc problems, like people can't get their disc to go into the Series X for some reason. So there's that. Uh, there are some units who are that are not staying on. Okay, so this is just a friendly reminder. This might apply as well to the PS5, but manufacturing issues will always happen to electronics, no matter what. They could be well-made, but somebody in the manufacturing plant may have screwed up somewhere or whatever, but these things happen. So, you know, this is a thing that, that happens to a lot of early adopters. So as an early adopter, you are the guinea pig, right? To see if the console will actually work. I don't think there has been a console that's been released that didn't have some kind of issue. For those of you getting it, good luck. Oh, and, and this also probably applies also to PS5, but if you ordered your console online, people have had issues where the shipping wasn't able to meet the street date. So people who ordered for the Xbox are still waiting for theirs to arrive. So that might also happen for the PS5. For these kind of things, if you're really that excited, you would have wanted to pre-order it on a store where you can actually walk in and pick it up. Online people, just hang tight. You'll get yours eventually. So the biggest argument on getting a PS5 now over the Xbox is the the two exclusive games. You got the um, uh, Demon Souls and the, the Demon Souls remake, I mean as well as uh, the Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales game. Those are the two real reasons to get a PS5 or the Xbox series right now. And I don't blame you if that's what you do, because Spider-Man games are known to be really good. So, yeah. If you're an Xbox gamer, you probably will get the Xbox anyway. If you're really rich, you'll get both. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the one advantage that Xbox does have, besides the fact that it doesn't have any big exclusive games right now is the backwards, the backwards compatibility feature where they, they can they support Xbox games all the way to the very first OG Xbox from 2001. Mind you, it's not all the games from the OG Xbox, but they do support several dozens of them, right? And I mean, I have, I 
had an OG Xbox a while back, but the the hard drive failed on it eventually, and I can't use the console anymore. So I have I own games for the original Xbox that I cannot play now. That'll be one reason for me to get the the Series X, I guess, if I wanted to do that. So as far as the PlayStation is concerned, PS4 games, I would say 99% of the games for PlayStation 5, uh, no, 99% of the games for the PlayStation 4 <laughs> will play on the PS5. Okay, so for but but for PS3, PS2, PS1, you're stuck just subscribing to PlayStation Now. So that's a monthly uh, subscription of I think it was like ten dollars a month to play the old PS games. So that's a disadvantage, sure. But eventually, you only play new games anyway, so that wouldn't be too much of an issue. But but if you're if you're like a little bit OCD like myself, you kind of want to have access to everything that you own. But uh, oh well, I mean that's that's it's always been like this kind of. Backwards compatibility has always been an afterthought for a lot of people. Uh, it's only Xbox right now that's really pushing it, and they had to because, once again, no exclusive launch games to really brag about at this point. No, no shade to Falconeer or or Gears of War Tactics, which I heard those are good games anyway. But yeah, okay. So, do I have the new Xbox or the PlayStation Five? I do not, right? Because I have decided uh, years ago that I was just going to be a PC gamer. Why? I don't have the time to play all these games. Right, at least PC PC gaming, it's there, it's optionable. It has backwards compatibility. That's one thing too. So I'm not in a hurry to play some games, and and some games are just available on PC, and I don't have to worry about getting the the uh, exclusive stuff for the console. Like I'm able to ignore it because I don't have the console, and I'm and nothing nothing has really pushed me to get a console for any of those games. Even the Spider-Man game for PlayStation Four, I. I'm Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character, and it wasn't enough for me to buy a PS4 or a PS5 to play that new Spider-Man game. So it's a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, disappointment as well, because prior to the PS4, Spider-Man was uh, a multi-culture, a multi-culture, a multi-well, multi-culture. Yeah, my smartphones. Spider-Man was a multi-console game available for multi-platforms. So I'm disappointed that Marvel has allowed Sony to keep it exclusive to PlayStation, but whatever, right? Uh, at one point, you could have played PS Now on the PC and played Spider-Man. There was an option for me that I didn't find out until it was taken off PS Now, but go figure, whatever. And I could always borrow a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5 from my neighbor anyway if I wanted to, which I haven't done yet because, once again, I don't have time to play all these games. I must just play the games that I could get on my PC, so the reason why I became a PC gamer only person is because uh, oh um, just to, just to clarify the last video game consoles I purchased was an Xbox 360 and a Nintendo Wii, not the Wii U, not the PS3, not the PS4, not the not the uh, Xbox One. It's just the 360 and the Wii. Prior to that, I had the the OG Xbox, a Dreamcast, which I still love, um, and then prior to that, I had the the Sega CD. The Sega Genesis, the the ND and the NES, okay, which I'll get to in a little bit on about that story. Oh, and I also had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. So I've been gaming since the early '80s when Atari was still around. So that's how old I am as a gamer, even though I've skipped some generation. I wasn't part of the PlayStation versus Sega Saturn versus N sixty four era. I wasn't part of that. Although I did borrow somebody N sixty four to play uh, the, the 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 Ocarina of Time because that was a great game. And um, okay. Anyways, so 
is there still a console war? I don't know. <laughs> okay, because some people act like they are, like there is, and some people act like there isn't, like myself. And the reason for that is because each of the main three companies currently in the console wars, quote unquote console wars, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, they don't really compete against each other anymore. Not really. They kind of are, but not really. PlayStation is still dedicated to exclusive console gaming experience, right? Although some titles have showed up on the PC, like Heavy Rain, Journey, Death Stranding, Horizon Zero Dawn, and plus PS Now is on PC, right? Uh, so their PlayStation, Sony is still dedicated to console gaming. Yay. Traditional, sure. Xbox, even though they have console gaming, they're focused more on gaming as a subscription service via Game Pass. Game Pass for console as well as for PC. And, um, and now they're also expanding through cloud streaming gaming, which gives them access to, to smartphones and tablets, right? So they, they were really more about like, subscribe to us, give us, uh, give us money every month, you know, as opposed to, and they don't even care really if you want to buy a console or not. Because you either have a Windows PC to play Game Pass, which goes to Microsoft anyway, and then you, but then you then you have also the option for the console, which goes to Microsoft anyway. And then as far as smartphones concerned, yeah, I mean, Android is and that's that's, that's an open platform too. So yeah, so that seems to be Microsoft's focus. Nintendo Switch is pretty much has cornered the handheld market all to itself. Uh, if you don't count mobile gaming, that is of course. The fact that you can plug in a Switch to your TV is more like an added feature now that comes with being a handheld console. Nintendo's not really competing with Xbox or PlayStation anyway. Kinda. Not really. Oddly enough, Nintendo is also immune to the console wars in that respect, as it's always kind of now the supplemental game system that is combined with either a PlayStation or an Xbox. So Nintendo's really got a good thing going for it. The Switch may not have sold as much as the, the PS4, but it's selling really well, right? Uh, so they don't have to try and get people to buy their consoles, well, their handhelds, I guess, because people are going to buy it anyway, whether you are a PlayStation loyalist or an Xbox loyalist. Every gamer is a Nintendo loyalist, so you will eventually get Nintendo if you're part of gaming, unless you're a PC gamer like me. Who, yeah, whatever. Now, the console war thing... Uh, it all comes down to essentially whether you, you can afford only one console, which is a lot of people, right? But just because you can only afford one console and you can't buy the other ones, does not mean you have to have some kind of blood a blood pack to the company of your choice. You know, you didn't make you didn't sign a contract saying you will only be loyal to one company. It doesn't mean you have to go to war with the competition, because. In all honesty, the reason why you even feel the need to defend your choice of a console, whether it be Xbox or PlayStation, and I'm not counting Nintendo this anymore because of what I just said earlier, is honestly because you're not because you want to try and put loyalty to to the console you chose, you're attacking the other console. And the question is, why? Why bother attacking the other console? Why bother attacking the other gamers who chose the other console? What's in it for you? But that's the thing, though. What's in it for you, people will say, oh, exclusive games. Uh, I prefer the UI in this one. I prefer the community in this one. Blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of reasons to choose one console over another. 
fine. But in all honesty, the only reason why you would even be upset about another console is, and I'm going to call you guys out on this, because you have FOMO. You have fear of missing out. Right? You want your console to be super successful so that you can get all the games that you want to play. Heaven forbid the game in your competition has a game that, uh, that you want to play, but you can't because you don't have that console. Right? And that, that's going to bug you. You know, right now, PlayStation is king in terms of like video game console sales. And uh, they, it has a lot of exclusives. But, but Microsoft Xbox actually does have exclusives as well. You may scoff at Halo or Gears of War or Forza, but those are exclusives. And then now Microsoft owns, uh, um, what do you call it, Bethesda for Elder Scrolls, uh, for Doom and all that stuff. And people who are loyal to PlayStation are upset because they want to be able to play those games and not have to rely on the PC to play those games on their PlayStation. And their fear is that those games will not show up on PlayStation because Microsoft owns them now. Now, Microsoft has never has not committed to the fact of whether those games will be exclusive to Xbox or not, but the possibility is there. And now they're complaining. You know, first they were complaining that Xbox doesn't have any exclusive games, but now that they do, they don't want those games to be exclusive to Xbox. You can't have it both ways, right? So, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And unfortunately, I got, I got to tell you, get over it, okay? Like, I, I gave you my example. Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character, but it's not enough for me to buy a PS5, okay? I got over it. You know, it's unfortunate because it's supposed to be the best Spider-Man game ever. You know, I mean, and I've been playing Spider-Man since Atari 2600, okay? So, actually, my, my favorite Spider-Man game prior to uh, is probably the second CD version, oddly enough. That's the one I spent the most time on. Spider-Man 2 for the Xbox and the PlayStation 2 was a good game. But I spent the most time on the Sega CD Spider-Man game, which I don't think anybody has really played yet. At least if you listen to this and you have played it, tell me. I'd like to know. But uh, yeah, so get over it. You you chose a console, play the games for that console. If the other console has a game you want to play, but you can't afford to buy the console, let it go. It's no different than Nintendo. Nintendo has a lot of exclusive Nintendo titles. You have to buy a Switch or a Nintendo console to play those. So you either buy a Switch or you don't. It's as simple as that. Right? So all this console war stuff, just let it go. And this is coming from a veteran from the Sega versus Nintendo console wars of the late 80s early uh, and the 90s. And boy, was I... I have a... I always happy to always choose the underdog for the console wars because I was a Genesis guy over an SNES guy and I was I was a Dreamcast guy over the the PS2 you know so <laughs> I know the feeling I know the feeling if you're in, if you're choosing the console that's the most popular you don't have to worry about the console wars but if you're the underdog you kind of have it in your head like I kind of wish I could play those games as well but I got over it you know and that's that's what I'm asking telling people uh, if you want to go more deep into the Nintendo versus Sega, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of articles out there. I could probably talk. About, I could probably revisit this topic in the future, specifically the the SNES versus Genesis era. Um, 
or even just the NES era and then the Sega Master System, which was a non-issue for a lot of people. Nobody knew about that. Although it, like, it did, it did produce when the Genesis came out. It did have, it did, it did produce like a really awesome catchphrase, which was uh, "Genesis does what Nintendo don't," and I, I, I just love the catchphrase. <laughs> that wasn't the reason why I got a Genesis. I got it for Sonic, for Sonic actually, but uh, I love Super, I love Super Mario Brothers three. That was my favorite game on the NES, along with the Ninja Gaiden. I think NES just had a lot of great games. Yay for emulations on the PC, right? But anyways, so I don't want to ramble on too much because you have new game systems to play. You know, uh, On the link, on the show notes, there are some video articles and articles about the Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5, uh, and the history of the PlayStation versus Xbox rivalry. I, I left a link there. Take a watch, watch that. Console Wars, the documentary on CBS All Access, as well as the book, Console Wars. Take a look at that. And um, yeah, so the whole point of this episode of me rambling is uh, try not to try not to uh, to go into the console wars too much because we don't need a lot of toxicity. We just had an election, Republicans versus Democrats, and that's still that's still ugly. So we don't need to apply that toxicity to video game consoles or for video gaming in general. Be nice to each other, gamers. Just be nice to each other. Uh, that is one of the reasons why I became a PC gamer, because the the Xbox versus PlayStation war, I just I just didn't want to contribute to it, so I just gave gave that up. I mean, and there's always the joke about PC gamers versus console gamers. I'm not subscribing to that either, because nowadays it doesn't really matter, especially if you are playing Xbox games on a PC. It doesn't really matter. And also Game Pass. Game Pass for PC. Fantastic. All right. So yeah, that's what, that's what I'm imploring you guys. Don't get into the console wars too much. Don't get too jealous about the other console having games you want to play, but you can't. And don't put down people who chose another console that you did. That's their choice. They have the right for that. Don't worry about it so much. Okay. If you care that much, buy them that console then. Use your own money, then buy them that console. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, leave a comment, feedback, or voicemail. Your support is always appreciated. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis, and all the links and information can be found on whowhatworksby.com, as well as the show notes. Before we go, let me give you some recommendations. Uh, let's see. Lately, Ruthie has been giving you guys musical uh, recommendations. Jamming has been giving you movie recommendations or TV recommendations. And I've been kind of random in my recommendations. So I'm going to try and, and simulate that. So... For music, uh, check out the band Power Glove. Power Glove is is essentially uh, it's an American instrumental power metal cover band. They are known to play metal cover versions of classic video game themes. Uh, and the band is named after the Power Glove, which is an NES controller accessory, which you would find in um, The Wizard or The Wiz. Was it The Wizard? The Wiz. That one Fred Savage movie where he goes to the, the Nintendo World Championship thingy. I went to the uh, Blockbuster World Championship, which I'll get to a story sometime in the near future, I guess. But anyways, Power Glove. Uh, check them out. They sound pretty cool. Uh, they don't just play video game songs. I mean, they, they did a cover of, of like Under the Sea or uh, uh, Frozen 
Into the Unknown, I think was one of the covers they did. But here, in, on, the, on the spirit of video games, let me play you their cover for Guile's theme song from Street Fighter. Yep, that's uh, the Gauss team from as covered by Parglove. Check them out. All right, and for my movie recommendation, I'm going to recommend a movie that I think I recommended a while back. Uh, it's called King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. This is the, the documentary that talks about the rivalry of classic arcade record high score holders being Billy Mitchell and Steve Weeb. Is it Steve Weeb or Steve Weeby? But anyways... They uh they're Ducky Kong players and and they, they, it chronicles their rivalry. It's based loosely on reality. It is reality, but but the documentary kind of tweaked things a little bit to make it even more uh more of a rivalry. Oh uh, whatever. But it's a fun movie to watch. It's it's uh, really good and there's some truth to it and there's some you know fabrications to it. But it, it's a fun movie to watch. Here's the trailer. Well, Donkey Kong, without question, is the hardest game. That's a tough machine. People think that the machine is possessed. The average Donkey Kong game doesn't last a minute. It's absolute brutality. Billy Mitchell set on the Donkey Kong record that went unchallenged for 20 years. The mysterious player from the West Coast, Steve Weeb, is here. He could beat it if he... He'd have to have a really good game. You want to put a score up. You're competing against everybody in the world. It's not even about Donkey Kong anymore. He's a very devious person. He works things out to his ends very well. Well, Billy Mitchell always has a plan. The King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Check it out. I, I believe somebody uploaded the whole movie on YouTube. You can probably watch it there. I'm not going to put the link in the show notes, but you can find it on YouTube. You can find it. You can rent it. Uh, video demand and all stuff. So check it out. It's a really fun movie. Yeah, it's a documentary, but it's a really fun movie. Especially if you're a gamer. If you're a gamer, you should watch this movie. Okay. Also, and then on my final recommendation, I recommend uh, GOG Galaxy 2.0. I believe I also have mentioned this on the podcast a while back. If you're a PC gamer and you're tired of having to go through every different uh, uh, PC gaming app, which is like, like Steam or uh, uh, Origin or what's the Ubisoft one? Whatever. Anyways, like, or Xbox, you know, like they have multiple like game stores on the PC. So if you're tired of having to switch between between that back and forth, uh, GOG Galaxy 2.0 kind of fixes that for you. Here, let me play you a trailer again. These days, gaming libraries and friends lists are many and everywhere, spread across multiple platforms, clients, and launchers. We believe gamers deserve a better experience. That's why we created GOG Galaxy 2.0, an app that brings all your games and friends together in one place. All right, so yeah, that's, that's GOG Galaxy 2.0. It's free. Check it out. You know, okay, all right. Uh, at this point on, I got to ask myself this question. Will we still be on vacation next week? Like I said, Rudy's on another country right now. Uh, Jamming's enjoying his vacation. I don't know if he wants to stay on vacation from the podcast. Honestly, I don't know. 
uh, I'm still here and I'm obviously recording something like this one. Although I have also been enjoying this vacation of not having to do all this research and whatnot for the podcast. So we'll see. But as I promised you, just like last week when you had an episode to listen to, and this week, which you're listening to this episode right now, there will be a new episode to listen to next week and the following week and the following week. So uh, maybe I'll once again, it'll just be me rambling like this, which I have no idea how this sounds like. Oh, I will after I edit this. Uh, or maybe I get some guest hosts for the time being, if Ruti and Jamming can be on for the time being. Uh, so if you're listening to this right now and want to be a guest co-host, reach out to me. Let's talk. Maybe, maybe we'll make it happen. Okay? So this was episode 366 of the Stuff and Chunk Show. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worse Wine Network. You catch me.